0: well hello my friends and welcome to episode number 163 my friends it's been a few weeks but in today's episode i'm going to be talking about 10 powerful tips for creating effective time management sit back this is going to be fun
1: do you have a message to share and wonder how do i get heard Broadcasting from the beautiful lakes of Minnesota and the Twin Cities, welcome to the J.B. Sism Show. This show will motivate you with clarity and help you find your voice so you can take your message to the next level. Now, here's your host, Jason Sism.
0: Well, my friends, taking everything to the next level is what I love to do best here at jbsism.com. Well, my friends, the goal is to help you find your voice, write your story, and succeed in life. And the biggest part is succeeding in life. That's why we're talking about time management today. This is going to be a fun episode, and I can't wait. That's right, it is good to be back behind the microphone, and when was the last time I recorded? I really don't even know. Let's take a look. I'm just curious. It has been a while. I've had a lot go on in my life in the last, in the last month. It's been a tough month. For me, for my family, we lost, we lost my grandpa on October 19th and we, at the end of the month, October 30th, we laid him to rest. So, you haven't heard from me much because it's just been, it's been a long month, it's been a tough month emotionally I haven't done a whole lot uh, in terms of what's going on at jbcism.com. But good news, I did get my manuscript back from my editor so I can start working on the edits for my next book now that I finally have them. So hopefully, hopefully you're going to hear a little bit more about what's going on with my next book. Purgatory's Revenge. I think that's the first time I've mentioned the title of the next book, Purgatory's Revenge. And if you've not read the first book in the Purgatory series, you can go to jbcism.com forward slash books and you can look up Vengeance at Purgatory, which is the very first book in the series. Take a read and let me know what you think of that book because book number two is going to be coming out and... That's going to be a lot of fun, and one thing that is absolutely shocking for me right now is, man, we are approaching Christmas, and what better way than to gift yourself, as a writer, a fun update to Vellum. Now, if you don't know what Vellum is, Vellum.pub, Vellum.p-u-b, is a piece of software that is written for writers and it's to help you typeset your books to make beautiful beautiful books well here is the cool thing released yesterday I believe which was the 29th was vellum 3.0 and they have a ton probably 15 or 16 different uh, themes that you can choose from and a ton of different styles You're going to want to check it out if you want full color bleed images on your books and if you want a lot of great looking things for your books, different sizes, all that fun stuff. Vellum is great. I've been using it now for a little while uh, to do all the typesetting for my books. Uh, I used to use InDesign, which InDesign is still really good. I still use it for a lot of projects. But Vellum is one of these pieces of software that is going to elevate your writing to the next level. You can actually write your books in there. I don't necessarily recommend it. But anyway, in, in the world of publishing, in the world of writing, that is one of the biggest pieces of news to come out lately is Vellum 3.0. Go to p u b v e l l u m dot mp as in Peter Umbrella Brian. Peter Umbrella Brian. P-U-B-Vellum.p hub check it out that is the news for today but all of that to say christmas is around the corner and we tend to get all lost in the hubbub of the season we tend to get oh crazy because so many things are coming at us and one of the things that we find ourselves coming to and our mindset is, what is the next year going to hold for me? What am I going to be doing in the next year? What is life holding? What is life going to be like in 2022? And it's, it's hard to imagine that we're actually heading into 2022. But what does the next year look like? And I'm going to be rereading two books that I read at the beginning of every year. So in January, I'm going to be reading uh, two books again by Michael Hyatt. One is called Your Best Year Ever. Your Best Year Ever, which is a fantastic, fantastic book. And I believe I have in my resources. So if you go to my website and click resources, I will have a link to uh, these two books, Your Best Year Ever by Michael Hyatt, as well as his other book, which is a complimentary book to that first one called Free to Focus. And these two books, if you're wanting to get clarity and gain some clarity on where you're going in your life, what goals you want to set, and where you want to see yourself at um, by the end of the year, These two books are going to help you set goals and put processes or processes. I'm not really sure how you want to call it, but these two books are going to help you get laser-like focus on what the next year has in store for you. And so I figure as we're heading into this uh, new year, I wanted to do some talking about some time management stuff things that i do and i'm going to give you 10 powerful tips for effective time management today but let me let me ask you this question have you ever have you ever thought to yourself that there are not enough hours in the day or have you ever felt overwhelmed at the, all of the tasks that you're doing or all the tasks that face you on a daily basis well it's basically needless to say, but we all tend to feel that way from time to time. So what do we need to do? So I'm going to jump right in here and give you these 10 powerful tips to um, for effective time management. Number one is you have to clarify or you have to get clear on your goals and your strategies. Now, here's the deal. Whatever you aim at is what you're going to hit. And if you aim at nothing, you're going to hit it every time. And I don't know if it was Zig Ziglar who said that or who said that. But if you aim at nothing, you're going to hit it every time. But if you aim at your goals, you might hit them some of the time. Now, I have on my blog... Uh, at jbcism.com, click on productivity at the top of the page, and, and you're going to see some different posts on there on how to uh, set smarter goals. And uh, if you really want to learn the art of setting smarter goals and getting clear on your goals, uh, listen to episode number 146 of the show, so jbcism.com forward slash 146. Listen to episode 146 of the show because that is going to help you um, begin to get clarity on your goals. But the deal is you have to become clear. You have to know what you're aiming at because if you don't know what you're aiming at, you're never going to get to where you want to go. So, what you need to do is think about your short-term and your long-term goals. My best advice would be to get clear on at least the goals you want to achieve in the first quarter of the year. Write down what it is what it is you want to achieve. Set a smarter goal. So, write down a smarter goal. And... If you want to know what smarter means, it means you need to be specific. So you can't just say, I would like to lose 10 pounds. But you need to be specific. You need to say, I will lose 10 pounds by December 31st. Or if you want to be even more specific, I will lose 10 pounds. 10, 10, try to say that five times fast. I will lose 10 pounds by June 1st of 2022. And then you need to say, is it measurable? So it needs to be measured against something. Are you going to lose 10 pounds or are you not going to lose 10 pounds by your deadline? Is it achievable? Yes, it needs to be achievable. So it needs to be specific, measurable, achievable. It needs to be... Maybe a little bit risky. So it needs to be set just close enough or big enough. So if it's close enough to you, you can set a smaller goal and hopefully hit that goal. But you're going to be running against the clock or you can hit a bigger goal, but you're going to be running against the bigger goal by the end of the year. So whatever it is, it needs to be a little bit risky to push you forward and then it needs to be time bound. You need to put a time stamp to it. So if you say, I, w- I will lose 10 pounds by June 1st of 2022, yes, that is time bound because either you're going to lose 10 pounds by June 1st or you're not. And then it needs to be exciting. You know, how do you feel about when you think about losing those 10 pounds? Is it going to be exciting? Is it going to be adventuresome? Are you going to want to just jump right onto the bandwagon and, and and start going to town on losing that weight? The goal is you need to be excited about what you're going to do. And then, of course, it also needs to be realistic. You can't be, I'm going to lose 100 pounds by June 1st. That is not realistic. Risky, yes. Realistic, no. So what is it that you really want to achieve and why do you want to achieve it? That's the biggest thing. You need to list out and give yourself the reasons why. What are your key motivations? Write down two to three key motivations that will help you clarify your goals, clarify your strategies, because that is going to make it easier for you to have decisions accomplished and what needs doing or what needs to be done done so that you can plan accordingly so number one clarify your goals and your strategy number two is this you need to focus on your top priorities and this is this is why I think so many people fail at their goals or their New year's resolutions because New year's resolutions are well let's say most of them fail within the first two to four weeks so you barely get out of January before you're your your goals or your resolutions are falling apart. I mean, you need to focus on your top priorities. What is what is it you want to see the most gain in your life? You know, do you have financial goals that you want to hit by the end of the year? Do you have business goals? Do you have ministry related goals? What are some of the big top priorities you want to focus on? Because here's the deal: you're going to be more productive and more profitable. If you identify and focus on the areas most important to you, your business, your ministry. In other words, you need to work on the fundamentals first. So in other words, work on your foundation. What are the key strengths within your life that you need to work on so that you can take action? Build a stronger foundation because the rest of things hopefully should follow But the goal is to focus on your top priorities. Don't focus on all the little things that maybe you are, you're not getting done. It's not bad to focus on some of the smaller things, but what are the things that need the most attention in your life? And Michael Hyatt actually has a um, a really good uh, tool that you can use. Okay, so I had to pause the audio right there because I couldn't remember what this was. So Michael Hyatt has this worksheet that you can fill out and it's called the Life Score Assessment. So you can go to jbism.com forward slash life score, jbcism.com forward slash life score, and you can take an assessment of the nine different accounts or the 9 or 10 different domains or accounts of your life. So your physical, vocational, avocational, your emotional, financial, spiritual, parental, uh, marital, societal, and your intellectual. And you're going to have a scale, a unique scale listed from 1 to a 100. And then you have to clarify... Then you'll have to clarify what you need, or you'll have the clarity for what you need to set better goals. That's what I'm trying to say. It takes about 5-10 minutes to fill out. I usually fill this out every year, and I encourage you to do that. So jbcism.com forward slash life score, and he already has his 2022 life score already set up. To design a picture perfect 2022, you need goals in different areas of your life to gain clarity. And so, focus on your top priorities. So, these 10 areas of your life, these 10 domains, don't let it all just be business, but these 10 areas will help you identify what you need to focus on. So, uh, take that life score and see what it does for you. And then number three, you need to schedule time. Literally, write an appointment for yourself in your planner. Or if you have a digital calendar like Google Calendar or... Uh, I calendar. I hope you have a appointment calendar, but basically what you need to do is set aside a realistic block of time for your priority actions. So what are you going to do during the day to help you further your goals? Basically, this is going to help you reduce anxiety over not having enough time, and it's going to help you stay and remain focused. You need to block off time each day or at least every week to work on one of your main goals for the quarter. Now, you can have yearly goals and there's nothing wrong with that. And some of them will take all year. Yes. But some of them, I encourage you to set quarterly goals because you actually feel like you're getting something done if you set a quarterly goal. So take some time to do that. Schedule some time for yourself because you should reduce anxiety over not having enough time because by scheduling yourself, it's going to help you remain focused. And then number four is this. Say no. Say no to things that don't work for you. Jim Rohn said this. He goes, learn how to say no. Don't let your mouth overload your back. In other words, Always check your schedule before committing to anything new. Don't allow others to divert you from your objectives. Now, if you are under somebody's employee, like I'm under uh, somebody's employee, yes, there are going to be things that your boss is going to need you to do. And of course, you need to do them and you need to uh, prioritize those, but also you can set goals at work for what you want to see happen or what you want to accomplish. That's what a good leader does. A good leader will set goals and see those goals come to fruition. Don't just think that you're there to just warm a chair, but put yourself into a position to be an asset. And so set some goals. Now, it does mean that you're going to have other people within the organization that will come to you or family members or whoever is going to come to you and say, hey, can you do this for me or can you do this for me? And you can effectively say no to some people at different times, because if it doesn't fit within your goals, if it doesn't fit in with what you are supposed to be doing. And even if you want to be nice, sometimes it's best to be a person who says no and not always say yes. Because if you say yes, you have to follow through. And and there have been times where I have said yes, I will do something for someone, and then I have not followed through. And it it, it tends to make you look bad. It, it tends to make you look, well, eh, you know, not very high in somebody's eyes. So the best thing to do is if you do commit to something As Jesus said, let your yes be yes, let your no be no, be a person of your word and follow through with what you've committed. Don't always say yes, because sometimes it will put you into a compromising situation where you either A, will forget or B, you didn't schedule it or C, like me sometimes, you don't write it down and then you say, whoops, I forgot. So the goal is say no before you commit to anything new. Always make sure to check your schedule. Don't allow others to divert you from your main objectives. So I hope that makes sense. Number five is this and I can actually talk a whole thing on saying no and all this and and I'm trying to get better at that myself. And sometimes saying you can say no without being rude. you can also say no, while taking it and actually delegating it to somebody else. Now, it means you're saying no, but you're giving it to somebody else who could say yes to it. So it doesn't mean that you have to say no and then drop the person. It means you can say yes to a point, but then you just quickly divert it off or you offload it to somebody else who has the time or the capacity to be able to take a project like that on so anyway enough of that number five is this you have to create supportive systems create systems or put systems in place for you whether it's systems for filing managing information managing communication whatever it is now i use i use the michael hyatt full focus planner that's what i use for for my objectives and I will write out my goals. I will write out what I want to plan for the week and things that I need to get done. I will put them all down in this planner and then I will plan them out accordingly throughout the week. Now, this gives me a system to be able to mark off and check off things that I need to do. Now, I have a master list that I put everything in. Now, it's a three ring binder filled with all kinds of pages and I keep them in order By date, and so it's easy to go back through and see what I've accomplished or not accomplished. But I do have a master system that I write everything down in, but then I take that master system and I break it up into my daily planner so that I can focus on the things that have the most priority to the least priority throughout the week. And then by the time I get to the end of the week, I can just finish up those things. But whatever you do, create a system, a filing, a management, some kind of an informational system. It's going to help you disseminate what it is you have to do throughout the week. And these systems will actually help support you throughout the week so that you can get more done in hopefully less time. So anyway, take that for what it's worth. Uh, Number six is this. You need to have a reality check. The question you have to ask yourself is, will your current activity have a positive outcome? Or are you doing something to avoid, or are you doing this to avoid something else? Maybe there's something that you know you need to get done, but you keep procrastinating on it. Now, there's nothing wrong with procrastinating per se, and that's going to be a paradigm shift for some people. And I could talk about a whole thing of um, procrastination and all that stuff, and I can actually play um, a really good episode I heard from Cliff Ravenscraft on his podcast on procrastination. But the thing is, sometimes we keep putting things off because we don't think they're important, but maybe they really are. And so we're trying to do busy work, other things, so that we can avoid accomplishing what we want to do. So take a look at your goals. And is there anything on your goals that you know you need to have accomplished by the end of next year? but you keep pushing it off and maybe you've pushed it off for a couple of years. Are you doing something that's going to have a positive outcome on your goals or are you doing it to avoid something else? So in other words, ask yourself, will doing this XYZ task take me towards my goal, accomplishing that goal? Everything we do, we have to ask ourselves the question, am I moving toward my goal or or am I moving away from it? And, you know, truth to tell, this last year, I only wrote just a couple of goals down and one was to get my manuscript finished and two was to be the best leader I could for the Minnesota Christian Writers Guild and get the next year scheduled. That was my goal. And I didn't, I didn't have a whole lot of goals. And that's okay. But the question you have to ask yourself is, are the tasks that I'm doing helping me achieve my goal? Well, I actually had another goal in there. But anyway, uh, Peter Drucker said this. He goes, there is nothing quite so useless as doing with great efficiency that which should not be done at all. (laughs) Think on that for a little bit. There is nothing quite so useless as doing with great efficiency that which should not be done at all. What a great thing to think about. What a powerful thing. So give yourself a reality check and ask yourself, am I moving towards my goal? Number seven, and I talked a little bit about this, is delegate. It really is tempting to do everything yourself or do something yourself when you think you can do it faster and maybe better. But often we have to consider the long-term approach, and that's where delegation comes in handy because this is going to end up saving you time in the future. And here's the thing, if you do it appropriately... It's going to motivate your staff, it's going to motivate your team, it's going to help you boost confidence, help people develop their skills, help people go further, because face it, there are things within my wheelhouse that I'm really good at, but there are things in other people's wheelhouse that they are even better at than me. And why not give somebody something from my plate that's going to help them do better at what they do? Help them increase their skills, their desires, their abilities, their talents. So delegation isn't a bad thing, and there is an art to delegation. And And we could actually talk a whole episode on, on delegation and why leaders should delegate. Now, it doesn't mean a leader should delegate absolutely everything, because, face it, if a leader delegates everything, they're just... Doing nothing and being waited on hand and foot, but uh, a good leader will not only show by example and be willing to do that which he asks anybody else within or within the organization to do. So, if a leader is willing to ask somebody in the organization to pick up a water bottle and throw it away, you should be willing to pick up a water bottle and throw it away. You know, it, you know. I'm just speaking from a church environment, but. You know, or maybe maybe there's somebody who is really good at web design, and you're not very good at it, but you've been keeping up the website. Give it to the person who's really good at it. You know, but if you're willing to do it, you know that they're willing to take it on as well and run with it and run with it with excellence. Everything we do should be done with excellence. Everything we should do should be able to save us time in the future. But we also need to be able to delegate to be able to motivate our staff to boost their confidence, their self-confidence, and help them develop their skills so that they can become better leaders. In other words, our goal should be to raise up leaders and basically work ourselves out of a job. That's what a good leader will do. Number eight is this, repeat your success. So do you remember the last time you went away on a holiday and and how you got so much done in those few days before you left? (laughs) What strategies, what techniques did you employ that made you so effective and what helped you become so focused? And then ask yourself this, can I repeat those same things? So if you were going to go away tomorrow and work through today, so you weren't going to be in the office tomorrow, but you had to get all of tomorrow's work done, what would you do today differently? You see, if we can repeat our success and we can repeat what we do effectively, we're going to be much better at getting things done. And we're going to be much better at seeing our goals accomplished. So what are you going to do? What strategies and techniques are you going to employ that's going to help you become effective and focused? You see, when when I write a book, I find that if I have somewhat of an outline ahead of me and I have a general idea of where I'm going to go, I'll be able to write the book faster than if I have no idea what I'm going to write and I just flounder about So in other words, I pants my way through. Basically, what I've done is I've created a template in which I can focus my energies on. And this is some of the things that Michael Hyatt talks about in his book, Free to Focus. Again, go to my website, jbcism.com, and click on the resources tab, and the book is right there, Free to Focus. And if you buy any of the books off of my website, I will make a commission, a slight commission on that. So just for full transparency. But his book, Free to Focus, allows you to create a way for you to repeat your success. Focus on bigger bigger items that need to be done, but focus on them three at a time. That way you're not overwhelming yourself and you're going to find success. So take that for what it's worth. (laughs) Number nine is this balance your life. You have to balance your life. Balance work, family, friends, your health. See, formally schedule personal activities into your life because you need to make room, make make time for your family, make time for your friends, your health, and, and just having fun. Because having a balanced life reduces stress and increases energy levels, and time management really is all about this, life management. So if you can manage your life, and you can manage your life well, you're going to find yourself having success. And it's all about communicating with the people around you, your your family, your friends, your, your co-workers, your team, your boss, whatever, whoever you're needing to connect with. And scheduling activities around those things. You're going to reduce stress. That's where I'm going with that. But time management is about life management. If you don't manage your life well, you're never going to manage anything successfully. So, balance your life. Number 10 is this. End your day well. At the end of the day, if you're leaving the office, tidy your desk. Make notes about what needs to be done tomorrow. Prioritize your tasks you know, label them, whether it's on the post-it note, whether it's on a legal pad, junior legal pad, whether it's in a day planner like what I have from Michael Hyatt. Um, cross off the items on your list that you've accomplished so that you don't have to worry about things that you've already done or redo things that you've already done. Done that before. Um, but if you do that and you prioritize things that need to be done the next day and 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 get your mind off of that stuff. You're going to worry less in the evening and you're going to be better prepared and better focused when you walk into the office, walk to your desk, wherever it is that you work the next morning. And you're going to be able to focus better, be stronger in your desires of what you want to accomplish. Now, here's the deal. If you do these 10 things and you really clarify your goals, clarify what it is you want to do and get a better handle on your time management, boy, you're going to see yourself go gangbusters on the different avenues of life that you need to focus on because the more you put attention to your goals the more they're going to be in in front of you and the more your goals are in front of you the better chance it is that you're going to see them come to fruition and that's what it's all about now this is the kind of stuff that that I teach, this is the kind of stuff that I help people with, and I would love to have the chance to help you get a handle on setting smart goals, helping you achieve success, whether it's in your writing, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your marriage or finances, whatever it is, I want to help you do that, and and the best way to do that is through my one-on-one coaching. I would love to be able to have a conversation with you. So one thing you can do, go to my website, jbism.com or jasonsism.com, whichever is easier for you to remember or write down jasonsism, S-I-S-A-M.com. And then click the work with me tab. But I would love to sit down and have a complimentary coaching call with you. And I want to help you achieve success. I want to help you take your time management skills to the next level, especially as we're heading into 2022. What better way than now to start doing some of that stuff? So anyway, all that being said, go to my website, jbcism.com, and then click the work with me tab and fill out the form there. I would love to work with you as well. It's been a fun episode, and I want you to go to my website, jbcism.com forward slash 163 for the full show notes of today's episode, and the notes are right there. You can print them out. And as always, my friends, find your voice, write your story, succeed in life, go out and be a blessing, and be blessed. Bye-bye for now.
1: Thanks for listening. This has been the JB Sism show. You can find the archives of the show at jbsism.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to visit jbsism.com to download a special ebook when you sign up for the free newsletter. You'll get new episodes, updates, and so much more. This podcast is copyright Jason Sism and Sism Enterprise. All rights reserved. Until next week, stay motivated with clarity, take your message to the next level, and find success in your family, ministry, and life.